Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Footy Game Day Squad Show. I'm your host, Cal, and joining me today, I have a full team back. I've got Tom and I've got Kerm. Fellas, how are you this fine Tuesday evening? I'm good. I've got the Suns Parlor on, which can only mean one thing. We had a win this week, and a massive win it was. I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit later on, but I'm on cloud <sighs> nine right now. Yeah, I can imagine, mate. And me, I'm quite the opposite to you, of course, being a Swans <laughs> fan. I definitely want to forget about that game. But I've just been focused on my Boston Celtics. We just tied the series up against the Milwaukee Bucks, 2-2. Super excited about that. And um, yeah, unfortunately for studs and duds today, I've been given a draw for Gold Coast Suns and Sydney Swans, which I am not looking forward to. (laughs) I'm going to cop it after all the stuff we've given you two over the past couple of weeks. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. But before we get into studs and duds, before we get into our round eight review show, we are brought to you guys by Game Day Squad, Australia's only current fantasy sport platform launched using blockchain technology. If you haven't heard about us before, check us out, our link below. We are ready to go. You can start building your starter team, start getting everything ready for our competitions and our weekly season, which is just about to begin. I cannot wait, guys. I know it's been such a long time in the making, but we're super excited with what we're about to roll out. And we've got some big, big, big news coming very very shortly so make sure you are following us on all our socials and on our facebook instagram and you'll be able to hear the news that is coming but this week we want to shout out our discord page so for anyone who is listening if anyone adds me at our, on our discord link in description of course i will give you a free three player common pack all you have to do find me message me i don't care if it's one of the forums i don't care if it's a direct message if you hit me up i will give you a free three player common pack so the only thing is you have to post it and show me who you get in that pack because we love opening packs here yeah yeah, really easy pack just as a thank you for everyone who is watching this and also participating in our discord it will get me excited tom i think we have to do another pack opening video soon because we had so much fun despite our poor luck in our first one (laughs) but yeah we're gonna go imagine imagine if we pulled something good it'd be even better hey Yeah, well, I'll throw straight to you, Tom, because you can kick off this week's right and wrong segment. What did you get right and wrong for the week? Yeah, guys, look, I had a bit of a break, but I'm back. So let's get into it. What did I get right? Now, this may not be something that I just got right, us, but us as a collective, and it's about Sam Doherty, the defender for the Carlton Blues. He has been nothing short of unbelievable this season, putting up big scores, and is currently a top five defender lock for the rest of the year. And if you like us took on Doherty into your fantasy lineups this year, then you are stoked with your investment so far. He has been so good. Um, So great to watch him play. And what a great story as well, which we've covered before in previous shows. Just awesome work all around. And we we were saying in the last show, Tom, that uh, Kerm has a diamond Doherty. I do. One of 100 he has stacked away in his team. That is your baby. Oh, wow. That is awesome. But let's go to the flip side of things. And what did I get wrong? Um... For me this week, it's about Max King. But I will say this, I still think the best of his season is yet to come. He showed us how good he can be and how spectacular he can be throughout certain plays of the game. His length and athleticism is a mismatch and a problem for all defenses in the AFL. But he hasn't had his bounce back game that I was thinking he was going to have after kicking seven behinds in round six against the GWS Giants. But it's coming, so stay strong with Max King. He is unreal. But right now, he's not in the best form. Max King is a jet. He had a massive task on Stephen May. Stephen May has been absolutely unreal. Another Suns 
ex-Suns player. That hurts to see players so well, probably being All-Australian this year. Um, but it's massive. Every time you come up against Stephen May, no matter who you are or how good you are, that's a massive, massive day. Um, oh, yeah. I'll take us into the next right or wrong. I was uh, just, before you do that, Cam, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Put, I'll throw you on the, throw you on the spot here. Okay. Don't look so concerned. Uh, <clears throat> assume Ben King comes back to the Ben King before he did his ACL. Who would you pick, Ben or Max? Ben. I'd pick Ben. And there's not a lot between them now. I think Ben acclimatised the AFL footy a lot quicker than Max did. And I think Ben was thrown into the deep end a lot quicker than, than Max was as well. So it might be a little bit of an unfair comparison to make. But with my son's, my f- my son's glasses on, I will take Ben King. And my follow-up question, are you still taking Ben now that he is coming back from an ACL? So in, in reality, would you still take him over Max? That's a tough question. Only time will tell, but I will give Ben King the benefit of the doubt. He is young, still super young and insanely athletic. It's so incredible how athletic these two are at how tall and how slight they are as people and players. But yeah, um, yeah I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and take a punt on him. Yeah. Well, let us know in the comments below if you disagree and what your thoughts are on that. Uh, sure but Cam, take it away. Yeah, get us into your right and wrong. Okay, so this time last week, I told you to hold on to Will Brody, and he had a massive day um, against North Melbourne, albeit. Ooh, yeah. um, he looked absolutely unreal. 37 disposals, two marks, four tackles, and just normal Will Brody stuff. Um, but on the contrary, what I got wrong is I failed to put Sean Darcy back into my rolling dream team, and he went bang as well. Like, absolutely demolished um, Cherry and, and Goldstein in the ruck. He had 42 hitouts and 17 disposals to go with it. So an absolute clinic in the ruck from Sean Darcy. And while Max Gorn had an absolute stinker as my starting ruckman, I should have put Sean Darcy back into that starting role. Man, Brayshaw and Darcy are a one-two punch if I have ever seen one. Both of them yeah. were unreal on the weekend, just playing off each other so hey, well now. You're getting ahead. That's my starting odd game. You're still in my words. We speak about them so much, we don't have much more to talk about them too because <laughs> they're always so good. So, yeah, keep keep it for that, mate. Keep it for that. Uh, my right and wrong. Uh, hurts me to say this one, but what we got right... Jordan Dawson, we said he was going to be unleashed with the Crows, yeah. and man, he is starting to find some footy. So we were also high in our review show, on our end of season show when we spoke about him going to the Crows and what the opportunity he'd have. And we said he'd be good enough to be a top six defender, and that's what he's doing this year. He's averaging over 100. He obviously had that massive moment where he kicked the goal after the siren against my power. And a season high on the weekend of 146 points is showing that he's going in the right direction, even if the Crows maybe aren't. So... Yeah, happy with that one. What we did get wrong, though, I told you on the Cross Town Rivals, I told you after round four that you had to sell Travis Boak. And I remember I didn't enjoy doing this because I love Travis Boak and he might go down as one of my favorite Port Power players of all time. But I said sell high. It was the perfect opportunity. He won't be going better than he is. But since then, he's been averaging 110 points and has been making me eat it. So this is the highest averaging season he's had in a 13-year season. And that's three-time All-Australian, two-time Best and Fairest, and he came second in a Brownlow one year. So he's had some pretty good seasons, and fantasy-wise, this is his best. So yeah, ignore me when I'm talking about Port players. Yeah, you didn't want to make that call. I think I got a message after that recording saying, I don't know what I've just done. So (laughs) that's a fair one to take back, I think. Oh yeah, and what about Finlayson, mate? Has the um, has your 
decision turned no, on him now. No, no, no. Three goals but, on the weekend. Big contributor to the win. I don't know, mate. I think maybe you're going to have to swallow that pill one day. It's coming. No, I did tweet at Todd Marshall and I said that I forgave him for all his past wrongdoings because I thought he was immense. But I'm sure we'll get into that when we talk about the Port game a bit later. And we're back. And before we get into studs and duds, our favorite segment on the review show, I would say, if you could please leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel. We just reached 100 subscribers, which is awesome. We're on the road to 200 already. We want to reach as many of you guys as possible. As Callum mentioned before, we have all of our links in the description for what Game Day Squad is about, our Discord, all of our socials. So go to there, check us out there as well. But let's get in to our studs and duds for this round and I'm kicking it off here with the first game and I know Callum's excited because it was his Port Cowler versus the Western Bulldogs and this game was 86 to the Port Power 69 to the Western Bulldogs my start of this game is Callum's player that he wanted to sell a couple weeks ago it is Travis Boke and he was the Port Power's best player in this one by far. And in a much-needed win against the Bulldogs, the Port Power are finding their feet again. They're looking a lot better than the start of the season, that is for sure. Boak finished the game with a line of 13 kicks, 17 handballs, 3 marks, 6 tackles, a goal, and a behind as well. This gave him 125 game day squad fantasy points. A great game from the workhorse midfielder who is on everyone's fantasy radar at the moment. And I'll get in. Including mine. I'll put him back on there. (laughs) (laughs) We love that. But let's get into the dud on the flip side. And we're giving him a bit of wraps over the past couple of weeks. Just didn't have the game he was expecting. It's Josh Dunkley. You know, after a fantastic run Mm. of stud performances, he just wasn't at his best throughout this contest. He finished with a game line of eight kicks, seven handballs, three marks, four tackles, and a goal to round it off. The Bulldogs are struggling through an easier part of their schedule for the season. How will they go when they are forced to face teams who are currently in the top eight? Because it's not looking too good. Worrying signs down at the kennel. Yeah, and may I just mention, mm. sorry, I forgot, Dunkley finished with 77 game day squad fantasy points. So not a terrible outing, just not his best. Yeah, we're putting him on that elite category and that's not good enough for that. But oh. hey, our love affair with him lasted a week and a half. So that's pretty good. <laughs> I'll move on to game two as much as I'd love to sit and talk about game one. The second Friday night game, which was weird, and Fremantle's first Friday night game in quite some time. I forget what it was, but I remember it was some outrageous um, date in London was the last time they played. Start of the game, um, it is Andrew, Bra- uh, Andrew Brayshaw. Um, I, like I said, I've run out of stuff. things to say about this He's guy. Do I need to say anything? Probably not, but I will because I love him. 154 GDS points was his second highest for the year. He's gone eight for eight over 100 points this year, which is wild. But because I knew I wouldn't have much to say with him, I wanted to also shout out Sean Dance, Sean Darcy, like you were saying there before, Comey stole that from me. 42 hitouts and his best GDS scoring One, game for the season. So, yeah, looking awesome with Will Brody in there as well. They just got the rising star for the week. Man, it is a great time to be a Freo fan. Um, dud. <laughs> not a good time to be a, a North Melbourne fan. Um, Dad is Jack Siebel. I wanted to keep this blowtorch quite brief for here because he will be having another appearance later. So all I'm going to say is six kicks, two marks, zero impact, 
and 43 GDS points. His worst game of the season. I will <laughs> see. Yeah. I will see you later, Jack Siebel. I love that zero impact. What a stat to keep track of. Yeah. So I'll, I'll pass over to you. Um, Cam, you got game three. I do, and this is where Richmond took on Collingwood and beat them by 27 points, 113 to 86. And it's one of the Gold Coast alum. Tom Lynch had a massive, massive day, kicking a bag of six goals, 25 disposals, 19 of those being kicks. He also had 11 marks to go with it, which took him to a massive 171 GDS fantasy points. The bloke is just on fire right now. I think we're going to talk about him a little bit later on as well. But... He's got to be on some people's radar going forward because the form that he's in right now is an absolute joke. To tell me about it, and the one thing we had about him was coming up the ground, getting more disposals and kicks, and he did exactly this in this game. So, great science. Great science. Really good science. But on the flip side, my dad is an old sort of Collingwood legend, I think, at this point. is steel side bottom, but we're starting to see the back end of him now fully and just like absolutely cemented in. We're seeing the dark side of steel side bottom. He is on the way out. He only had 16 touches, which is really below his career levels and career averages, sorry. Um, and he could only muster up 68 GDS fantasy points. So steel side bottom should be you know, out of everybody's fantasy team at this point. Yeah, big drop-off from last year. Yeah, massive drop-off. On to the game of the round. Tom, take us through it. Yeah, I can't wait for this one. Woo. Sydney Swans, 61. Gold Coast Suns, 75. The Suns (laughs) pulled out the win in this one. In Sydney at the SCG. (laughs) Ah. Hey. Start of the game. Let's go. David Swallow. He was unreal in this outing. Filling up his game line by contributing in so many different ways. Um, Listen to this game line. 15 kicks, 9 handballs, 7 marks, 7 tackles, a goal, and a behind as well. Contributing to 137 game day squad fantasy points. Great game from Swallow, which helped the Suns knock off the Swans in a huge win for the club. So, Kerm, I'll say it. Mm. Well done. I'll give it to you. you. I'll give it to you. They love that SCG, don't they? (laughs) They've had a good record. Even even last year, um, the Swans, when they were in good form, they went up to Gold Coast and got spanked. Yeah. yeah. And quickly, interestingly enough, without Noah Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Laid out. Very interesting, hey? But the dart of the game. Let's get into it. Now, there are a couple of candidates for this (laughs) award, set part, whatever you want to call it. But I've gone with... Tom Papley. He had 95 minutes. He played 95 minutes, sorry, of the total 124 available and only finished with a game line of six kicks, three handballs, two marks, zero tackles, and a goal. Um, We need more out of him moving forward for sure, but with only just recently getting back into the lineup because of injury, expect to bounce back from him soon. He finished the game with 44 game day squad fantasy points. Yeah, that that team's a scary team with a a Papley up and about but yeah. yeah just doesn't look like he's at the level because the swans are playing really well i, I remember my my girlfriend is a swans fan as well and i was saying who are they going to drop for him to come in because it wasn't an obvious choice and yeah how many more of these games till papley finds himself back in the twos we will see yeah maybe not curve's face is like you're not dropping papley yeah, don't, don't <laughs> drop papley at this week, <laughs> I don't, yeah yeah i don't know if i agree with that but... for me mm. yep yeah, interesting, interesting. Game five. 
So I had this is the Giants versus the Sun game. So I'm going to zag massively on this one this week. And it's going to come a bit of a surprise because he was actually the fourth highest scorer for the game. But I've given it to someone that I've just been asking for so long to show me something. And he finally has. That's Isaac coming. Had his second, had, had his second, sorry, his second big game of the year. 25 kicks, 135 GDS points. He had himself a day when everyone else around him was following him. Yeah, best fantasy season he's having in his five-year career, and he's still only 23. And I think with the ball coming more and more in that back line as the Giants start to fall down the mountain that we spoke about, I think he's going to start to become a potential Aaron Hall, Jack Zebel for the last couple of years type player where he can hit you some big scores. So, yeah, keep it up. I've got sort of emotional investment in him for that one. And Dud... <laughs> Guys, in a GDS show first, I actually didn't think there was any fantasy-relevant duds in this game. Oy. Please at me in the comments below if you think I'm wrong. But there wasn't a single player that I looked at his score and went, wow, that's a massive drop-off from his average. Yes, there were people that played poorly, but no one on their massive season average. So you're probably thinking, what the fuck have I done with all those mascots sitting there on the screen? I've given it to the whole Giants team because I've started, I started watching this game really thinking that, hey, they could take it to the Cats. They can beat them there in Canberra, but it just wasn't a contest. And it, I, I ended up not watching them for the rest of like the what second half because it was, the game was just over. It got boring very quickly. So yeah, bit of a shame, but big dud to all the Giants organization at the moment. Cop that, the Giants. Absolute spray hell of, from hell of a mascot, though. Yeah, yeah I, one I of had the best fun. mascots going around, yeah. <laughs> and theme song. Yeah. <laughs> they got something going for him. But someone that doesn't have anything going for him, we'll talk about him in my dud segment in this game here, where Essendon meet the Hawthorne Hawks and beat them 27, 100, by 27 points, 108 to 81. Cracking game. Really, really, really good game to watch. And my stud was Darcy Parrish. And we spoke about him a couple of weeks ago where we almost broke the record for the most disposals on in a game. And we asked for more kicks to handballs ratio being flipped. And he did that. He had 16 kicks and 16 handballs with six marks, seven tackles, and 150 GDS points for him. He had an absolute massive day where the Essendon sort of midfield core was thrown around a little bit. You saw a bit more of Hobbs, but Parrish was, seemed to be that one constant that was always at the CBAs racking up disposals. But... Where my focus on this game was, and I actually checked to see if he got injured at any point in this game because I didn't actually have my eyes on it, but Tom Mitchell is having an absolutely disgusting fantasy year for someone that is as premium as an option as he is. And he could only muster up 59 fantasy points in this one where he only saw 14 touches of the ball. For th in seasons past, Tom Mitchell was getting that in a quarter. So for, for this sort of drop-off is just absolutely insane. And I just, I can't put my finger on why this drop-off to such a drastic like extent has happened. If you go back to the review show of the Hawthorne, you'll hear me tell exactly why I thought it would happen. Go back and check and, it out. Uh, I'm go. pretty happy with this prediction. This Look is back. going in my Look what back. I got right. It's on my vest because I, I really did think he'd have a fall off this year. I just didn't think he'd mesh with the team. I'm like, he's obviously a guest star, but... Their timelines just don't match up. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. And also, I had him on the sell candidate list a couple of weeks ago yeah. in our review show. And, um, yeah, if you haven't sold him by now, it might be a little bit too late coming off his worst fantasy outing in as long as I can remember. I have him down as the second most disappointing of the year. And then there's a big drop-off to number one, who I will get to very shortly. 
interested. To hear it. Yeah, can't wait to hear that. But let me get in to Game 7. It was the Brisbane Lions versus the West Coast Eagles in a flogging, let's say. 105 to Brisbane Lions, mm. 30 <laughs> points to the West Coast Eagles. I have got my stud of the game as Hugh McCluggage. And when we he's go through alive. his game line, you will see why he's the stud. He had a bloody day out in this one. And my goodness, fellas, just just listen to this. 14 kicks, 12 handballs, 4 marks, 10 tackles, 4 goals. Um, yes, please. Yeah. If I'm a fantasy manager, give me all of that. I'm eating all of that up. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, any fantasy manager with him right now is stoked after this whopping 166 game day squad fantasy points in this one. Huge game. My dud of the game. Speaking... I was going to say, speaking of stoked, just want to shout out Points Bet for offering three dollars for the Lions to win that game. I was too, I was too stoked, and all of a sudden, my mum and dad had Points Bet accounts. Everyone I knew had Points Bet accounts. It was great. (laughs) Gamble responsibly, guys. (laughs) Dud. (laughs) Dud goes to Points Bet for putting. Nah, I'm only joking. (laughs) For this one. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't pick a dud. Quite similar to Callum. With his uh, GWS review, um, look, West Coast are down bad, and I didn't. I couldn't, game day squad second. Yeah, look, I couldn't really see anyone on the team that, as you mentioned, played really, really bad or really off the average. Um, West Coast were just never going to be in this contest. I think everyone knew that from the ball up at the start of the game. They're just undermanned, and considering the score line and the players, you know, getting some rest late and also not going too hard and no real intent to play. Towards the end, I'm making the call for no dud in this one. Um, yeah, tough day in the office for West Coast. <laughs> yeah, tough year in the office for West Coast. Oh yeah, years probably more yeah. like it. Yeah, I'm very very excited to see where they finish up at the end of the year and what direction they go because they're in such a such an interesting spot. But we're going to talk about the now, and I'm going to talk about the Melbourne St Kilda game for my game eight and. Cheeky 165 points for Ed Langdon, if you don't mind. This guy had himself a day. And yeah, there's some pretty big performers there, but he was head and shoulders the best player on the ground, in my opinion. 23 kicks, 16 handballs, and yeah, like I said, highest score in the game. His average, though, is the definition of yo-yo. If you go back and have a look at it, it's up, down, up, down, up, down. Probably someone who would drive you crazy if you had in your team, but it's nice to know a player like him has that ceiling. So if you're going to be competing in our weekly competitions, which our game day squad in this year will be more focused towards weekly competitions because our season competition hasn't started yet and we're aware more and more people will join as the season continues. Someone like him could be someone you want in your team because you know he is capable of a big score like he's just done there. But no issues finding a dud in this game. Max Gorn had his worst game of the season with 76 points. Now, he was up against the tag team of Ryder and Marshall. So this kind of was to be expected. Um, And fortunately, it didn't hurt the Demons in any way as they obviously rolled the Saints. But yeah, I definitely wouldn't be freaking out if I was him. It was just who he was coming up with. He didn't need to be the Max Gorn we know and love. But he'll be your fantasy set and forget for the rest of the season. Don't worry about that. And if anyone wants to know why I was shaking my head then on the camera, because I picked him as my lock of the round and he's gone out and had his worst performance (laughs) of the year. This guy gets started in every single week we do these review shows and the one time, the one time I'm like, I haven't played my Max Gorn card yet. Let me just do that. Bust. So that's why I was shaking my head. (laughs) That's hilarious. 
Yeah, well, spoilers, I'm not happy with my um, lock of the round pick, but we'll get to that tomorrow night when we do our round nine preview show. It's crazy we're up to round nine. But before we do that, fellas, I want to throw you a question. I want to know, it doesn't get easier for the Eagles next week as they play Melbourne. Oh so God. what's more likely, a Demons win by 200 points or an Eagles win? Have to go with the Demons. I'm backing in the Demons here to go 200. I just... The Eels are so inconsistent. How could you ever back that team in? <laughs> it's got to be the Demons as well. I'll take them for 250 if you're offering that. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your own line. <laughs> I love it. All right. Game nine. Kerm, finish us off. Last one here. And it could have gone to a couple. It honestly probably should have gone to Paddy Cripps, but I just am sick of talking about him. So I gave it to a defender we've spoken about a lot in the offseason, and it's Jordan Dawson. He deserves his roses. Um, he had a big day. 154 GDS fantasy points, 30 touches. He had a really good goal. Um, 23 kicks in normal Jordan Dawson fashion. Seven handballs, 10 marks, and three tackles. Just a really good day. Did in that role Charlie that just get snubbed out of his one yeah, start did. opportunity for the year? Can we go back where you said you get sick of talking about uh, Patrick Cripps? I got, I'm sick of talking about Patrick Cripps. He's been on this... If we go back, <laughs> he's been on this in this stud column, column for, like... I reckon he's missed one week and he was injured. Um, yeah, which yeah, does right. bring up a good reminder where I did say I am going to get the cumulative ones. Yeah. It is on my to-do list. I've got more pressing things. I'm making a promise it will be here this time next week. Oy. So I'm sure if any diehard GDS fans, our early fans that are keeping track, you might know. But yeah, I'm very curious to actually find out who it is. Yeah. But no, Tom, you are right. Charlie Kerno did get snubbed. He had six goals. And six goals. <laughs> Um, but hey, but fair no, enough. What's a boy got to do? No, I, just, I couldn't go past Jordan Dawson. Like, he had 23 kicks. He had a really big day. I think he deserves his flowers now. Um, yeah, for sure. He's so consistent down back. So, Dawson gets this one. But on the opposite side is Charlie Kerno's best mate, uh, Harry Mackay. Um, and this just proves that being a forward and kicking goals just doesn't always translate to being a fantasy relevant option because he did have a good day. He had three goals and two behinds, but only mustered up nine touches to go with it. And he had zero tackles and zero marks as well. Figure that out. That zero, zero marks tackles, zero marks is now two weeks in a row, if I'm not mistaken, from Harry Mackay, yeah. which is super uncharacteristic. Um, I think it just looks like it's an effort thing, right? Like if you're out there yeah, and exactly. you have intent and you want to get a mark or a tackle, you will get one throughout the game. Um, his head's yeah. not in the right place right now, for sure. So that's the thing. So if you're going to chase these players who are kicking goals and GDS scoring, goals are worth eight points, which is more than the traditional other fantasy websites. But it doesn't always translate to that being a big, big score when you do kick a bag. So that's just one to watch out for when, the, when our system does launch. Those big players that score big bags aren't always going to be a good fantasy option. Alrighty guys, before we finish things off with our rolling All-Australian GDS team and our buy-sell hold, it wasn't made aware to me that I said the Eels when I asked what was more likely between the Melbourne and Eagles game. So apologies for that. I meant the Eagles, not the Eels. I think I confused you, Tom, when you're still like, why is Callum talking about NRL? We do have an NRL podcast. 
So if you are into that, the other half of our channel is obviously all NRL for our fantasy platform we've got for them. So make sure you go check that out. But only if you are an NRL fan. If you're not, then stay here for the AFL stuff because we're going to move into our rolling GDS team, guys. And I've got some big news. I'm going to start with the Rucks. I'm bringing it up on screen. So bonus points if you can guess what's happening ahead. But... Big news in the ruck thing. Like I've said, to be eligible for this, you need to play at least 75% of your games. And that means English, Proust, and Laddams are now all eligible. Meaning, out of nowhere, Grundy has found himself on the rolling GDS bench. That's so hard. he's not going to be there for very long because he's still out for another 10 weeks. But yeah, um, Kerm, your boy Jared Witz looks primed to take his spot on the bench next week. That's a bit of a shock. It is a little bit of a shock because he's coming out of nowhere, but he's just playing normal rootsy roles and just getting around the field like he's owning the joint at the moment. So Witsy's a little bit of a dark horse for fantasy options here. Yeah, out of nowhere. I love it. And down back, crisp off the bench into the team. Sinclair dropped after a 100-plus game on the weekend, but still finds himself making way for Tom Stewart, who's beginning to flex now. So yeah, Houston yeah. moved to the bench in uh, after a hot start. Yeah, is he someone that's a good buy, buy sell high, I should say, because he's um he started hot, but has been dropping off a little bit as the power have been finding some form. In the midfield, Neil is in for Boke after Boke's season high, and Steele loses his bench spot to Paddy Cripps. So Clayton Oliver also pushing hard to get in there. So things are really spicing up in the middle. And finally, after another disappearing act, Butters has disappeared from our all-GDS team with DeGlowey sliding into the bench. It does leave the door open for Mitch Duncan to return into the team. So he was obviously a big, big guy in last year's fantasy, but he's starting to get back to that 2021 form that we all loved. So that is our current rolling all-GDS team. What do you guys think of that? Any big shocks from the week? I'm really interested to see how Mitch Duncan goes going forward because he had a little bit of a role change last week playing off the half-back line. So I think he, he, we could see a really big price ri points rise in him going forward here. Yeah, for me, two things. My boy, Nicholas Martin, still flexing up top there, still in the best six. Love to see it. And I never thought the Tim English train was going to stop. I thought that was full steam ahead for the rest <laughs> of the season, locking up the number two, and there you go. He's been knocked off. Because he's ineligible to make the squad. How unlucky. He's just got to come back this week and he might fight Witsy for it. But yeah, Nick Martin, just quietly. He's a gem of a player. Oh, he's not a flash in the pan. He is very, very good. But we can talk about whether or not anyone is going to go buy, sell or hold him as we move on to that. Kerm, do you want to kick things off with who you've got? We'll see if anyone has Nick Martin. I will, and I don't have Nick Martin here in this segment, but I've got as my buy someone we spoke about earlier on in the pod, so I'll keep it brief, is Isaac Cumming. Um, and he's becoming a really consistent fantasy asset down back for the Giants, and I think now, if any time, is the time to get on board if you haven't already. So Isaac yes. Cumming has really filled into that Lockie Whitfield has gone missing role, um, is racking up a lot of kicks from kick-ins and off the back flank and is pushing forward when he can. So Isaac Cumming might just be the next Lockie Whitfield. Side note, I do have a Lockie Whitfield I am going to be looking to sell soon. So if anyone Ooh. wants him, hit me up. It's still a big name. There'll be some buyers out there for him. Um, in the red column here, in the sell column, is Tom Liberatore. Um, and he is getting a little on. He's 29 years old, playing in the guts for the Western Bulldogs. And I just think there's too many cooks in the kitchen at the kennel. Um, and Liber knows his role. He plays it very well. He has been a fantasy-relevant option in the past, but 
I just can't see that going forward now that they've got Bailey Smith and the likes of like Lockie Vandermeer um, that are coming through the ranks. And Libba's always going to have a role to play for the Doggies, but it's just not going to be a fantasy-relevant one. Um, Libba's a better player than a fantasy player, for sure. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like an Angus Brayshaw. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and my hold is Jordan Degoe, and I understand so far he's been a little bit inconsistent, and he's been, you know, there's only been a handful of forwards that have been consistent, I think. I think it's been a terrible year outside for the Rucks, um, a terrible year for the forwards consistency-wise, but I just think that he does have the talent and the opportunity now to go in and make a name for himself as a fantasy stud as a forward. So I'm going to hold on to Degoe for the next few weeks and see where that takes me. Yeah, I really love that pick. I had the same pick a couple of weeks ago as well. I yeah. still think we have the best to see from Degoe, and he has the chance and the opportunity to do that. And why wouldn't you hold on to him? Because he's talented, and he's shown us how good he can be. So I love that from you. Yeah, yeah, I like those this week. It's good. But let me get into mine, hey? Buy, sell, and hold. My buy this week is Dyson Heppel. And uh, this is Ooh. a person that... We gave a lot of slander to at the start of the year. And he didn't come out too good at all. But hear me out. Okay, guys. If you're looking for a cheaper option to fill in or complete your defenders, then Heppel might be the exact person you're looking for. He was a top five fantasy defender last year and has seen to step up his play in recent weeks. Getting above the 100 game day squad fantasy points per game in three of his last four outings. He's in some serious form and it may be now or never to try to buy low on a player like Dyson Heppel for the rest of the year. I love this. A bit of money ball. Yeah, I do like it too, especially with Jordan Ridley being trash. This could be a good buy. And you can get him on the low now, you know. like Pete, not, too, not too much noise about him. He's just doing his work quietly. Getting through, game in and game out. I think it's a great chance to see what you can do and try to get him. Absolutely. Sell and sticking with Essendon players. I'm going to do so. It's Dylan Shield, and he is a must-sell player. The only problem is, is I'm not sure what value you're going to get from a player like Shield at the moment. Um, he is not having a good season. He was nearly completely dropped from the team. He's not playing good at all, and his fantasy numbers are even worse. And especially for a midfielder, he is currently not playable in any fantasy lineups. If you have him and you can try to get any value for a player like him, you might want to target some youngsters from the draft this year or years prior who people are maybe forgetting about and that haven't erupted onto the scene quite yet and see if you can pull off anything. Because my goodness, if I had a Dylan Shield legend card right now, I would be considering quick selling that. For sure. Option, yeah, though. you'd be filthy. Because Fool, it, give it to us. His name's going to be on the trade market. For sure. He's going to be one of the biggest names on the trade market going forward. Say he ends up on like a West Coast or a North Melbourne or back at GWS, someone who needs that star midfielder or big name midfielder, I should say. I'm not sure if Dylan Shield is a star anymore. But he's going to earn big money no matter where he goes because of his name. If he ends up at a hungry club like that who is screaming for a player to come and get possessions do you buy low now and hope that he ends up somewhere mm. like that and this is why we love game day squad yeah because you can think about this from so many different ways you can look at your team and you can put your beliefs into your team and put your money where your mouth is i can't wait for our platform to be fully launched nah, guys i, I be... cannot wait bit of yeah, for, the, uh, for the listeners out there see what you think i know we're biased but we're going to have some fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let me wrap this up with my hold player, and it's Tom Mitchell. 
And it's contradicting because he was my sell player a couple of weeks ago, but just hear me out here, guys. And the reason you don't want to be selling Tom Mitchell right now is that because I said before, he is coming off his worst fantasy outing that he has had, and I can't tell you how long. You're going to have to go through the stat sheet there and figure it out. It could be years. We could be looking at his first year in the league. Like, it is ridiculous. Um, it was poor. What is it? He was poor. Oh, yeah. He was very poor. Could not yeah. find the footy. Not just fantasy-wise, yeah. Just it wasn't a Chad Wingard where he, like, had 10 touches but, like, created six goals. Yeah. It was just, like, 10 touches. No imp- Zero impact. Real Jack Zeeble type operator. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And I guess the only reason is, is that if you sell him now, you're not going to get the value that you want from him coming off one of his worst weeks that he's had. He's a player that just hold on to him for a couple of more weeks and maybe wait for a respectable run of games from him where he's cracking that 90 to 100 mark and then pull the trigger on a player like Tom Mitchell trying to sell him. I like it. I nice do like zag. that. Nice justification there. Yeah, and I'll finish things off for the review show, guys. I've gone by, I've given him the love that you didn't give him before, Charlie Kerno. Ooh, like Every that. time I watch Carlton, I find myself yes. more and more in love with what he's doing. He's currently second in the Coleman. I just found that out just then before when we were checking. 25 goals, only two behind Lynch, and five more ahead of his running mate, Harry Mackay. But... I just want to get my hands on a Charlie Kerno card because he's starting to really cook. Key forwards aren't traditionally a fantasy player that we spoke about, but if you can get your hands on a diamond card or that legend one that you can see there, that nice red one with a 1.5 or 1.4, all of a sudden they do start becoming very relevant. And that's the type of guy I want in. And a massive score of 160 on the weekend just shows you how good he can be. So please... Please, please. I hope I can pack him. Any danger of Kerno kicking a drop punt any as well? Like, I swear this guy, every time he kicks the footy... Doesn't need it. It's a snap or a nana. He loves it, eh? Loves it. Yeah. Yeah. When when you're Steph Curry, you don't need to be hitting twos. You just stay... You do what's comfortable for you. Myself, I'm going to have fun with this. So, I've got the definition of flogging a dead horse, but if there's anyone that in the fantasy game that needs to hear this that still has Jack Siebel, my God, what are you oh doing? Sell him and yeah, sell him just, quickly. Pause the video and go get it done. I did some research. There's 138,000 AFL fantasy teams. 3% still have him. That's 4,000 people that still have Jack Siebel in your team. So, please, 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 Think about the choices that you're making when it comes to this guy. I I can't think of a fantasy player that's had a more bigger drop-off than this guy has had. Last year, elite, elite defender in the game. Now someone that you don't even want anyone near. You wouldn't even take your legend card. He wouldn't be putting in your team. So, so yeah, true. I've got it pretty got it pretty simply there nice and simple for those 4000 people because they're clearly not getting the message before they've already Get deleted rid the of app. him i'm convinced they've already deleted oh. the app and they, they've given up oh. because you can't, we've all put him here now so there's no excuse. i don't i don't care if you have deleted the app go back and download it get rid of him he doesn't deserve to be in the team just get rid of him um this is the last time i'll be talking about jack zebel i make that promise um because yeah i feel like i'm hating on him a bit but i just wanted to make that super clear because my god he was poor on the weekend what is going it's on just terrible and he's been a yeah. legend of the club he's respect where it's due but nah not for fantasy this year not for fantasy. That's what we're doing. And we are putting our fantasy hats on, so please, North fans, don't get too upset. I do like him as a person, but geez. <laughs> and guys, my hold for the week. Tommy Lynch, we were speaking about him before. 
and whether he was hitting some form. But 13 goals in two weeks is 2008 buddy type of form. And please remember, he has come up against the Waffle West Coast Eagles and a defender in Darcy Moore who's decided over the last month he doesn't want to play, play defense and just uh, wants to become a forward in the back line. Not a fantasy-relevant person, so we're not going to speak about him here, but very weird. So we have been pretty harsh on him, and I haven't just been doing that to support your mental health, Kerm. I have genuinely been <laughs> harsh because there are times where he should have been better. But he's got some winnable games against the Bombers and Hawks, and then he's got a test against the Swans before the bye. So I'd want to be holding out just to see, is this the real Tom Lynch, or is this just a flash in the pan against some pretty awful opposition? I like that. Yeah. You can't ignore it at this point that it can be a fantasy option going forward, but it is more safe just to hold and see where he's going to be in the next week. week and can week. we just go back to a comment that Callum made before? Ladies and gentlemen, never compare Charlie Cornrow to Steph Curry again. Ever. <laughs> Cornrow. Cornrow. I can't even say his name properly. Like I'm still thinking <laughs> about how... You just compared him uh, this podcast, to Stephen Curry. Uh, it's because I watched Steph... For, sorry, I won't swear. I'll try not to swear. I watched Steph annihilate the Grizzlies. That guy is insane. Um, yeah, and I was watching him. That's the only thing I could think of, just him and step backs threes. But you got the point of what I was trying to say. And hopefully you've got the point of everything we've been trying to say in this review show. If you have come so far with us already on the journey, please do give us that like we were saying before and describe it and subscribe. Jeez, we've got to get good at this. It's nine, see, nine rounds in plus all the stuff we do and we still can't get this right. But... Please do support us because we are really excited with what we have for the platform. We think it is going to be a game changer in fantasy sport, both in Australia and what we can want to do globally as well. So make sure if you haven't already, subscribe, do all that stuff. Hit me up on Discord. There are free packs available and I want to see you who you get. So guys, until tomorrow night where we do our review, our preview show for round nine, stay game, they're ready. Mm-hmm.